we see our appearance in public among strangers differently than my grandfather's generation. Should men take off their hat when they go indoors? Does that even matter anymore? Hi, I'm Scott Ott with Stephen Green and Bill Whittle. This episode of Right Angles brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. And gentlemen, I know it seems like a trivial question, but it wasn't trivial to the person who wrote in to Miss Manners, a syndicated columnist who uh, opines on issues of etiquette. And um, the writer basically said that she thought it was proper for men to take off their hat when they step indoors. And but she feels reluctant to say something about it. She's a school teacher, apparently, and she feels reluctant to say something about it because she's afraid her students will say, but why? And then she has to explain to them. Now, I'll be honest with you. Miss Manners dodged the question. She basically turned it around on the school teacher and said, why don't you give your kids an assignment to go home and figure out a way to research this question. Is it important? Why is it important? Is it no longer important? But uh, Stephen Green, to me, this just kind of raised a question uh, that is not just about generational differences, but about societal conventions that have endured and then not. They just stopped. And it reminds me of the countless YouTube videos that you can find of uh, people who were captured in, in the wild, so to speak, at Walmart in all manner of dress and undress. Uh, people who think it's okay to wear pajamas in public, for example. I work in a retail environment. I often see people coming in wearing outfits that to me look like a darn good start on getting dressed in the morning. It's just they didn't finish yeah. up the other 75% of what they had intended to do. And I think we'll leave it at that. But Steve... Um, is are questions like this of what's appropriate to wear in public and 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 to where you should be required to wear things at the grocery store or church or school or a business setting? Do those even matter anymore? Is that a relic of a bygone era that never really meant anything? It was just the man trying to oppress us and enforce fashion on us, or was there significance to it? And should there be now? Oh. Oh, fashion will always be with us. And it's not because uh, uh, the man makes us do it. It's because people crave some novelty. So fashion changes. This is there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's human nature. Um, and there's there's nothing oppressive or anything like that. And if you want to ignore it, feel free. That said, uh, I think there are some norm norms change over time. I don't worry about that so much. If, if, if somebody showed up dressed like uh, somebody from the 1920s today, uh, just walking down the street, they would probably look a little out of place. So it, I'm not going to get on my on my high horse. That that said, um, I would never dress in such a way that I think would be insulting to other people. Even if I'm just going to the the, the grocery store or Home Depot, um, I'm going to maintain a a certain level of public appearance because that's how I want to be seen and. It, uh, it doesn't bother me in the sense of, ooh, those people are awful, but it disappoints me that uh, people take so little care in how they are perceived by their fellow human beings when they, they, they go to the store, as you say, dressed in their pajamas or, or, or less. Um, and it, another part of it is dressing for the occasion. I can't tell you how many weddings I've been to over the years. Some of them were, uh, were, were formal. My own wedding was formal. You know, we, we, we just... Everybody was dressed to the nines. It was a lot of fun, except for one couple who 
showed up in uh, in jeans and sports shirts. And, uh, really? You saw the invitation. Uh, one wedding I went to, uh, the uh, bride and groom were uh, uh, big uh, into the Renaissance Fair and cosplaying and all that. So they had a Renaissance theme wedding and sure enough everybody showed up in Ren Carb. It was a lot of fun. Uh, they didn't have to be formal. I've been to outdoor weddings with a Hawaiian theme and guess how we all dressed. And that kind of thing is fun. It's 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 dressing for the occasion and there doesn't have to be one set of rules. This is how it is done. But this idea that um, you can go out in public without really any care for, uh, for for yourself or what other human beings might think of you, that shows a. Uh, I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for is. A lack of self-respect seems too strong, but maybe it's just a, a a lack of concern for society. And I think there's a broader issue in there that we see all around us that extends to things that go a lot further than, than what people wear outside of the house. And um, the two are related. I'm just not sure which is the cause and which is the effect. Maybe you can answer that for me in the conclusion, Scott. Oh, you have high hopes for which uh, there's no <laughs> basis in fact. Um, you set my expectations <laughs> high, my friend. <laughs> Bill Whittle, it, it's funny because I was just thinking when you go into a into a Walmart or someplace like that and you see somebody wearing fuzzy slippers and pajama pants, it's not that this has never happened before in my life, but if I was out at the shopping mall and I saw two or three young people wearing fuzzy slippers and pajama pants, it would be very clear to me that there's some sort of a prank kind of thing going on or some goofy college kids are doing something funny, you know, and like that would be, it's ironic, it's weird, and they're trying to get that reaction. But that's not that's not what I'm talking about. It's like the 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 shattering of cultural conventions anymore is not being done with the intention of making some sort of uh, ironic or sarcastic statement. Um, and the fact that you know, well, I mean, men don't wear business hats as as you've pointed out in our backstage episode, which is for members only at BillWhittle.com. Um, and so maybe the convention of taking your hat off when you enter a building was only related to business hats, not baseball hats, which all kinds of men wear now and. And almost never doff when they enter a building. Um, but it just makes you wonder whether, like, why that was meaningful and then wasn't. And why it's okay to show up in public now wearing, to me, what looks like a, a bra and kind of uh, panties with longer legs than normal. And that's, that's okay in a grocery store, for example. Um, and I just wonder, am I just an old man who has old standards and thinks that, that people should behave in a certain way? I don't wear a suit to church anymore. My my father-in-law told me this morning, he said, you know, there were two men who wore suits to church in our church up until recently when I stopped wearing a suit to church. And now there's one. And, uh, you know, he was basically, he's like the the, the penultimate guy <laughs> to take off the suit and wear casual clothing. What does it say about a society that no longer has any sense of of standards of of how one dresses between the bedroom and the grocery store, for example? Does it does it matter at all? Did it ever matter? 
Well, first of all, uh, there's a website out there called People of Walmart. And if you were referring <laughs> yes, a few months ago to people in fuzzy, fuzzy sh shoes and pajamas, that'd be a formal event at, at, yeah. at, at Walmart. Uh, <laughs> so look, there, there are two things going on here. One of them's big, one of them's little. The little one you can dismiss with, I think, without too much controversy, but the problem is it connects to the big one. So the little one is this. This really is one of the very few times in history when men have not worn hats. I mean, yeah. men have not worn hats. I don't think there's ever been a time in history when men have not, as just as part of the daily go going to work thing, men wore hats, cavalier hats, you know, all of it. And, and because men were wearing hats all the time, it was a sign of respect to women to to tip your hat. And as that evolved, then it became, okay, I'm just going to touch my hat. But it's the same thing. It's it's a sign of respect. Little not little bow and a little and a little touching of the hat as a sign of respect. Now, when hats go out of fashion, you can't do that anymore. So that's not so much a question of we decided we don't want to wear hats because we don't respect women anymore. It's that's that's inverted. People stopped wearing hats because they started to think they were kind of silly. And also because people were working indoors more and more and so on. So once once men stop wearing hats on a daily basis, tipping your hat uh, no longer becomes relevant. And to, to a large degree, taking your hat off to go inside uh, doesn't really uh, matter much anymore. So on a small level, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, you know, you, you don't see women curtsying much these days. And, uh, and there's that. But on a larger level, it is important. Um, it's got to do with, with I think, with two things. Um, you talked about the, the essentially the falling standards of, of civilization. You know, people who settled, just as an example, Arizona and South Florida, not only did it without air conditioning, they did it where they, every single day they had to go out in a suit and a tie with a paper collar up to here because that's what was expected of them. Hmm. And and because that level of of respect for the for, for others was expected of them, they not only minded the way they dressed, they also minded the way they spoke and the way they thought too. When I say minded, I don't mean they censored themselves. I, I mean that they considered that there are behaviors and things that you can say in public that, or, or things you can say in private that you would that you just cannot say in public. And that public-private uh, distinction is rapidly deteriorating, rapidly. And I think that's a, a real dangerous thing. I think that the whole idea of society as it's defined is defined by the fact that there is a group civility and out of respect for other members of the society, we're all going to come down to essentially the lowest common denominator in terms of language and dress, right? So in, in polite society, you don't go dropping F-bombs all, all over the place because while well, most people in a modern gathering today, let's take a Thanksgiving dinner. Most people at a modern Thanksgiving dinner today use the F word all the time, but you don't use it at that out of respect for the people who don't. So that loss of respect is is really something. And then I think the final thing has to do with with the reaction to chivalry and chivalric actions like tipping your hat. This used to be something that that was afforded from men to women as a sign of respect, just like holding the door for them. And and after the feminist revolution went from being uh, ripe to rotten, uh, it became seen as a sign of oppression. And, and so men stopped, certainly did it less. And I'm going to 
Fortunately, we have the ability, we're not speaking live, we have the, edit, the ability to edit this out. So I'm going to give it to you as I heard it. This is this is a dynamic that is at play now that's related to this whole thing. It's, it's a It was a TikTok video, live video, real, real-time video. And, it, and it's this man pulls up next to this car and he rolls down this window and he says, ma'am. And she turns to him and she says, I have, rolls down her window, I have a boyfriend. And he says, that's fine, but your front tire is flat. And she says, can you help me fix it? He says, no, get your boyfriend to fix it. And I thought, yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm 100% with you, 100% with you on that. That dynamic of, of, of treating any overture or any sense of, of, of concern or care. Can I put this away for you? Can I, can I help you with this? Can I do all this? That is largely going away as a result of women's attitude towards it. And all of these decisions that modern feminists are making as a, as a philosophy hurt women's causes. Is it, you see it on airplanes. You know, it's like, you know, do you need help with a bag map? Oh, who do you think I am? You, you, you're mansplaining. And then, then somebody will say, can you help me get this down? And it's like, yeah, I don't think I really want the, I don't know if I want the hassle. So, you know, you reap what you sow, Scotty. Yeah. Hey, can well, I this, throw something this, in real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Bill made me think of something that I've been saying for a long time. Men, being lazy creatures, just like everybody is, will generally behave as poorly as women will allow us to get away with. So, ladies, step up your game. We'll step up ours. I promise you. Because you stepped it down. And I, I don't attribute everything I'm talking about here to the feminist movement. I brought up that during the backstage about a particular incident. But I just think that there's been uh, – it's, it's not like the old phrase, a coarsening of the culture. There's just been a shift in the way people think about their public appearance. Um, it, I don't think it's just been within the age of social media. Um, I think it predated that. Um, years ago, I'll tell you, I'm a, I'm a conflict – in, in one man here about this kind of stuff. For example, uh, during the pandemic, my W-2 employer, which is a retail establishment, said that men no longer needed to wear neckties with their long sleeve collared shirts. Um, so almost every single man in the store stopped wearing a necktie, except for Scott Ott. Not for a day could I do it. I wore a tie Every single day. Um, on the other hand, years ago, when I was pastor of a, a little church that was uh, basically a mission church to try to reach a poor area of this community, um, I made a conscious decision to never dress in a suit and tie at church because I was trying to reach a group of people who typically didn't dress that way, in many cases may not have been able to dress that way, saw that kind of a uniform as a barrier to their own belonging to the body of Christ, so to speak, to being able to enter into a church because, oh, it's a bunch of snooty people with suits and ties, and that's not me. I don't dress that way. So I intentionally wore blue jeans uh, for a while, um, cowboy-style boots, and, uh, and a casual shirt. And I always dressed that way. Um, there were some uh, people in the church who always wore suits and ties, but in general, people were kind of a mix. And that was, that was a very particular decision for me. And I never went back to wearing suits and ties at church. Um, 
When I was in uh, Cochabamba, Bolivia, I noticed one day I was out walking for exercise. And of course, in, for exercise, I wear a t-shirt and shorts. So I'm walking around this major metropolitan city, did about a four or five mile circuit of the city. And at a certain point, after a couple of days, I noticed there was nobody else wearing shorts. Like I didn't see a single person wearing shorts in the city. I was like the guy with shorts. They probably still talk about me to this day. <laughs> um, and so, you know, and, and the whole hat issue, like, you know why I don't wear a hat? Because it messes up my hair. And that's if I had a hat on, it's because my hair's already messy and I want to cover up the messy hair. And I'm certainly not going to take it off when I enter a building because my hair will be <laughs> jutting out in all directions. So all of these things seem mundane and just, you know, oh, what's the big deal? How you dress in public? Leave people alone. Don't you believe in liberty? I thought you were some sort of conservative. Um, and why do you even bother talking about it? This is so trivial. But I don't think it's trivial. I think that there is an extent to which we consider more so in this generation, perhaps than in any previous generation, how we appear to others. We go to great lengths on social media to appear in the best possible light we can, whatever that happens to be. Now, for some people, the best possible light is like, you know, wearing your underpants on camera and you think that looks cool. But we go to a great deal of expense and difficulty. I have seen young women sitting and staring into their camera. I literally saw a woman one day waiting for a restaurant seat for 25 minutes. She kept tossing her head around and looking up and down and trying to figure out the best way to get a selfie so she would would look just right on Instagram or whatever media platform she was on. So it's not like we don't care about how we look anymore, but we see our appearance in public among strangers differently than my grandfather's generation did, certainly, and probably even than my generation did early on in the 60s and 70s. And I'll finish with this. Uh, I told this story in the backstage episode, but my grandfather at one point in his life was single again, and he was going out on a date with a young lady. And my grandfather usually had a nice, cool little car. Like he had a, like a little MGB Roadster with a convertible. And so he was always driving something cool. And he shows up to pick up this lady for this date. And she comes out of the house and she's got curlers in with one of those kind of hair nets over the curlers. And he looked at her and he, he doesn't know her well. And he looks at her and he says... Um, what are you doing? She goes, oh, I thought we were going on a date. And he said, not like that, we're not. Get back inside and get those curlers out. And, and he was very direct about it. Now, I'm not that blunt and I can't do that to other people. But there was something that's almost charming about the fact that not only was my grandfather not going to be seen, he was a younger man then, not considered grandfatherly, but he's, he was not going to be seen in public with a woman with curlers in her hair, but he didn't want her to be seen in public that way either. Like he was guarding her dignity and, and her self-respect and saying, hey, you know, you're a nice looking woman. Obviously, I wouldn't be going on on a date with you. Why don't you get back there and take the extra couple of minutes it takes so that you can go out and be that way in public? And, and something about that is charming to me, even in the midst of my recognition that, hey, y'all, if you're watching me right now, you can do whatever you want, wherever you want, and I'm probably not going to say anything about it. But you might want to think about it. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible. 